You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 247, and today my guest reveals the secret to creating webinars and masterclasses that actually sell. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hi there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Authority Amplifier, Melanie Benson. And today, we're going to talk about something that... Every entrepreneur, every online business owner, every service professional, everyone really needs a masterclass or a webinar that helps their potential clients understand what they can do to solve their biggest problems. And today I've invited a guest who's known as a webinar master to share what's really working right now with webinars. And as a matter of fact, Everything John reveals today is super power packed, but I'm really excited for his upcoming event and we'll talk a little bit about it uh, during our interview. But if you have not yet gotten your ticket to Webinar Mastery, you definitely want to grab it right now at melaniebenson.com forward slash John Summit and that's J-O-N-S-U-M-M-I-T, John Summit. I will link that up in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, you can easily grab it. Now, if the webinar is already passed, don't worry. John's got some other powerful resources to help you master the art of webinars. Just tune in today. Now, I'll be joining John at his Webinar Mastery event along with some real movers and shakers in the industry. Super honored to be on the platform. And what I'm going to be talking about is one of my best strategies for filling your webinar for attracting ideal clients, and that's podcast guesting. And it works. It really, really works if you know how to put all the puzzle pieces together. And what I realized is most people who are guesting on podcasts are making at least one of 17 common mistakes that actually limit your ability to transform your wisdom into wealth as a guest expert. Now, A podcast is a powerful platform, but you got to know how to put your message into a magnetic system that turns a passive listener into an intrigued and invested lead. And I'm going to teach you how to do that when you get my free guide and masterclass. So if you head on over to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize, I'll show you how to transform every podcast you guest on, every virtual event you share the stage on, every place you're featured as a guest expert into your number one lead source. So again, that's melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, Amplifiers. It's your host, Melanie Benson here. I've got an exciting guest. Again, we're doing a special version of this episode today. We'll be airing this live on the uh, YouTube and all over the place, but we're also recording for the podcast. So if you uh, see me making hand signals, you're not catching them on the on the audio. 
you'll want to uh, circle back and, and find us on YouTube. So today I have someone who I have been excited to bring to today's episode because we're talking about something that I honestly struggled with for a long time. And I have learned so much from him. We're talking about how to structure a webinar that will actually sell. Now, let me introduce you to our guest, John Schumacher. John is a virtual sales expert, a webinar specialist, and an online marketing advisor to consulting and service companies worldwide. John is the president of Marketing Mastery Media, Inc., Uh, and the co-founder of Sales Elevation, a web agency focused on website design that converts. John is the host of the world's largest online webinar conference, the Webinar Mastery Summit, which has reached tens of thousands around the world. And I'm excited. I'm going to be part of the Webinar Mastery Summit this year. We'll show you how you can connect in with us uh, in a little bit. But John, thanks so much for joining me. Melody, I appreciate you all those glowing things you've said and, you know, all the, all the fun we're going to have on this talk. So I appreciate you having me and and trusting in me to share some insights with your listeners. You are welcome. And uh, I was, I I have heard you speak many times. I've uh, like just been in awe of what you are able to accomplish with webinars and not everybody's a big fan of webinars, or maybe they don't really understand the values. So why do you think webinars are such a valuable part of our marketing systems. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, even in 2021, webinars are still the best way to take someone who's a relative stranger who doesn't know you, doesn't trust you, and that's the key word in sales, right? Is trust. You got to build trust and turn them in 60 to 90 minutes into someone who does trust you, who is a fan of you, who has become enchanted by the experience of of listening to you, seeing you learning from you in literally 60 to 90 minutes and can become a paying customer in that time period. So you have an opportunity when you get webinars right to enchant people, warm them up in a one-to-many manner from the comforts of your own home or your office and scale and reach people literally all over the world with your message and expand your business that way. So webinars are still the number one conversion tool for again, 60 to 90 minutes, taking someone from, they don't, I don't know who this person is. I don't trust them to, I trust them. I want to work with them in a very short period of time. I mean, that's the number one, that's the reason why 73% of B2B marketers and sales professionals say it's the number one tool for generating high quality leads. Uh, So that's some reasons why anybody on here, if all the top percent of your industry are using webinars, you know, if you're in finance or coaching or whatever industry you're in, the top 1% of companies and marketers in your industry are using them. Why? Because, because they work. Hmm. Uh, I think sometimes people are maybe afraid of using the term webinar because, because they, maybe they, and I know I've gone through this, right? Yes. Like, okay, I don't want to turn off my audience because they think I'm just going to sell to them the whole time. Uh, what are some of the common terms that people might use for their webinar that's selling uh their programs and their content. Yeah, you're right. This is a good point. I mean, you often don't want to just call it a webinar depending on the industry you're in, right? I mean, master class is a common one, training, you know, free training. You know, these are some other ways you can you can position your webinar. If it's more of a of a hands-on thing, it can be a workshop or something like that. Uh, there's a number of ways you can label your webinar. Um, and so yes, in some industries, uh, like some corporate industries, for example, I mean they're they think of a webinar, they think of this boring, droned out, 
you know, training that they're never going to want to attend or, or they'll catch the replay kind of thing. So you got, you got to know your industry a little bit and, and, and what you call it. It can be called a demo in some cases. I mean, there's a lot of different terminologies that you can use besides webinar to, to overcome that mental block of someone saying, "Ugh, a webinar, no, thank you. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to this uh, because there's a lot of different ways we use video and webinars. And like, I think people get kind of confused and conflicting advice, but I'm going to come back to that. I want to talk about some mistakes that people make on webinars. So what I see happen, and I was certainly guilty of this myself, is people go, oh, I could do a webinar. And then they go and put their slides together or they talk on the video. And then it's like, boom, nothing happens. Crickets. They're not getting great results. What are people doing wrong, John? Yeah, so there's there's two main mistakes that I want to share, and the one to your point will be the second one because this is uh, very common. I've audited and, and reviewed hundreds of sales webinars, and again, we're talking about a sales webinar here designed to influence and, and share insight. And one of the things people get stuck on is 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 thinking a webinar is just simply a teaching tool instead of an insight tool, and that's a shift that you need to make if you're going to be doing sales webinars. So the first mistake people make is not fully scripting and optimizing their offer. Again, we're doing a sales webinar, whether it's driving people to a calendar to talk with you for a sales conversation or buy something directly off of a sales page. The first thing you're gonna to wanna to do is begin with the end in mind and work backwards. Okay, what is the offer? What's the promise of the offer? What are the, 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 the problems my offer is gonna solve? What are the solutions that I can provide? Um, you want a super compelling offer. Um, you know, think about what bonuses you can offer to address additional problems that people may have. Um, you know, guarantees. Uh, can you ethically share any urgency or scarcity around your offer? Like putting together the right offer will make or break your sales webinar. I mean, you could have a, a, a media, you don't want to, but you could have a mediocre presentation and a great offer and it will outperform an amazing presentation leading up to that with a mediocre offer. So without a doubt, most people just think of what, what's the topic I'm gonna teach on a webinar? Okay, what content can I share that people will clap their hands for and love me for? And then, oh, by the way, I have this thing at the end. If I just share enough good stuff, they'll, they'll like me enough to just buy it. And that just doesn't happen. You know, so you work backwards, starting with your offer, creating that offer stack, and really uh, from there, going from the offer to the, the content of the webinar itself. So it starts with the offer. That's key. You mess that up. No amount of amazing uh, dazzle or content is going to save you in that regard. So that's, that's the first mistake I see people making. Uh, and I, I certainly have made that. And I, I think that there's a common misconception that if you do a great webinar, it should, you know, it should like sell people on you. And I think sometimes people kind of get in their head and they don't even make a good offer. They don't make an offer at all, or mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of an afterthought and they just kind of slide in, oh, you know, here's how you can work with me. So I love that you're talking about how to optimize the offer and make it really uh, compelling. Yeah. So what's then, the second one? So the second one is over teaching how-to content, maybe mm -hmm. just turning on the fire hose and psh, a lot of times it's, it's fear that of why we do this, or it can be the fear of not wanting to disappoint people or, you know, 
we want to make sure to play all out and give them everything. And we don't want to be one of those marketers that's just, you know, giving a fluff webinar. And so that fear uh, often makes us as experts, we know so much, just turn on the fire hose and start spraying people in the face. And people like it in, in a lot of cases, they might clap their hands, say, this was a great webinar, but they won't buy from you in most cases. They often leave with more questions than they came with or they feel like they've scratched the itch of the promise of your webinar and there's no gap. There's no reason to hire you or to buy your thing, right? And so there needs to be, it's not how much content you teach. That's the wrong question. A lot of people will ask that, like how much content should I teach? That's the wrong question. The right question is what type of content should I teach? So that people get value from it. They feel they've gotten insights and, and shifts in their thinking but also that it properly leads up to your offer. You want to sell, you want content that leads to the offer. That's what I call it, content that leads to the offer. And without a doubt, even with experienced marketers, I've audited their, their webinars. This is a huge common problem is just, okay, why do you need to teach that? I mean, this is nice to know. It might be something you share with a client afterwards that when they start working with you, but why, how does this lead to the sale? You know, how does this lead people to the sale. And there's specific frameworks and specific types of content that you're going to want to use to make sure you really nail that. Hmm. I think this is probably one of the most common reasons why webinars don't work is, is. people kind of, and, and we see the same thing in podcast interviews, right? It's like, you kind of go blah and you like put all this stuff out there, but it doesn't like weave a desire and a need for the thing that happens next, right? It's like, it gives that that uh, experience of like, oh, okay, I know what to do. How, how, do you have like a, a way that you guide people on how to know when they're over delivering or giving too much? So there's a, like a little like trigger in their mind to go, stop, stop teaching. <laughs> well, you, you don't want to do that live. You want to have this pre-planned, of course, sure. right? So, um, so it's really, again, not necessarily how much content you teach, but what type of content. And so okay. when I'm auditing a webinar or helping someone script a new narrative for their sales message inside of a webinar, there's a framework that I like to follow. And I'm happy to share that with people. Yeah. Listening. Why don't you share that? I think that'd yeah. be super helpful here. Yeah. So it's called it. So if everyone listening to, you know, get out a piece of paper, you're going to want to write this down, not just for your webinar, you're going to use it for your webinar, but it's just a great sales narrative to use in all of your marketing communication. And I call it why, what, how, now, right? So why, what, how, now? And this is sort of the, the big picture. If you think of the big rocks, so to speak, for your presentation, these are some of the first things when we're scripting the narrative for your presentation that you're going to start with. So why, what, how, now? So let's just maybe go through each of those a little bit at a high level. So the first thing is why. You know, when you, when you deliver a marketing message, it's always context before content. And 80% of your webinar, your sales webinar, not a teaching webinar, or Q&A webinar, a sales webinar, 80% of your webinar should be context and concepts. And 20% should be some content, you know, some a, a few tips, a few strategies. You'll do more to excite people and give them value and also lead them to your offer by sharing context and insights and, and concepts than you will trying to stuff all your years of experience into a, a one-hour or 90-minute webinar. Um, so it's always, the first thing you want to look at is why. And the, and the why is a context question. So 
here's the, here's the thing you want to remember. Why is the opportunity that you're sharing with them so good for them? And why does it solve the problems that they're having? You know, so if you're presenting on podcasting, you know, okay, why podcasting? You need to build that up for people listening, you know, in that audience, especially if they're newer or they're beginners, they, they may not be sold on the idea of podcasting or the idea of webinars or the idea of whatever you're teaching, whatever diet, if you're in the health industry. So you need to go with context first. You need to talk about why this opportunity is so powerful for them. You know, this is really like the beginning, kind of the buildup of the content that leads to the sale. Then you want to talk about what, what to desire. You actually want to teach them what to desire. So if I'm talking about, you know, let's just say webinars as an opportunity to, you know, craft a presentation that will bring you clients in a one-to-many manner as an opportunity and why that's so important, I want to teach them what to desire. So and I could say something around like, you know, in your industry, the top, you know, five to 10% of marketers are using them effectively. You want to be one of those top people. It's time for you to elevate your business, become that media company, become that company that can get in front of a lot of people and join that, that top 10% of marketers in your industry by crafting, by finally crafting your webinar, right? So we want to like teach them about why the opportunity is so important and then show them, teach them what to desire as well. Like this is kind of the, the contextual part of the webinar. Any and by the way, so, yeah, yeah, I just want to say like in, in the language that I use here in Amplify Your Success and our programs, that's also what I think you're connecting them back to the problem or the desire that they have, right? Right. So it's like, here's what we're doing and why it's going to get you what you want. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to paint that picture and that some of the things we talk about here. Yes. Yeah. And the key word really here is, is, is you need a little bit of tension in that, in mm-hmm. that, as you're describing this, here's, here's this amazing opportunity that you could grab, you know, here's what you should desire from that opportunity. Here's where you are in your situation, kind of the before and after, and to have a little bit of tension there, you know, you need to create a little bit of emotional tension early on and desire. Um, so that's, that's the, the why and the what. Uh, so we have why, what, and then how, and then now to finish. So how is really, the key word here is confidence. It's confidence. Like we need to show them, like, okay, we've showed them the opportunity and what to desire. Here's the roadmap that you could follow at a high level to achieve that desire, whether it's to get rid of a problem or, or accelerate towards a desire you know, here's, here's the roadmap that, that, that you can look at to take the steps. Here, here's the process. Here's the steps to getting to what we just talked about is, is such a great opportunity. And they, and they need confidence in you, that, that your, your system, your process is, yes, this, I, this makes sense. I could see how this can help me. That's what you want them to say to themselves. I can see how this can help me. I see that they understand my problem. I understand this opportunity and I can see how this can help me. You know, and so now they're feeling more confident in you and your frameworks and your teaching, but you also need to have them feel confident in themselves, right? Like this is for me, like either if it's a course or DIY, it's, I, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. If it's maybe a, something that's a service or something, you want them to say, okay, I can see how this can help me. I can see why this is for me, you know? So you need to paint that picture in the how section. And that's a big part of, of the content of your webinar. You're, you're sharing insights, you're giving context, and you're sharing concepts in a framework 
that could solve their challenges, that can you know, fill their problem. You're not telling them how to do it and a bunch of details and all that kind of stuff uh, on the presentation. If you do that, you'll overwhelm people. Um, now you can give them a tip or two or a few things, but it's gotta, again, it's gotta, it's gotta show them the big picture of, of what they can do to change their situation. And then finally, the now section, which is really, you know, why now is the time? You know, why this offer that you're sharing, again, you want to craft your offer first, but why take this offer right now? Uh, and so, you know, that could include, you know, an offer that's just amazing. It's, it could be, uh, you know, urgency, scarcity, where you can use that appropriately can help people make a decision. Because once people leave the webinar, a lot of times the, the, the momentum dies down, right? So if you, can, if you have an ethical, real reason to use urgency and scarcity, as to why they should take your specific offer right now, you know, that's a whole nother deeper conversation about how to put together this section of the webinar. Uh, but you want to have some urgency there. And, and between the, the, the um, how and the, and the now, right, you want to restretch the gap a little bit. So after you teach people your framework or your process in the how section, you want to kind of reestablish this gap between what they just learned and how, how they're feeling good about it and the actual result that they want, right? So you need to remind them that, well, they may, they've got a big picture roadmap. There are a lot of things that could still stand in their way, you know, to make sure that that gap is big enough so that they hire you or, or buy your program. So these are just some high level stuff of like the right type of content for a sales webinar that you're going to want to have in your presentation. Hmm. I love that formula. I'm really big on formulas. So when, when you structure it that way, I, I'm like, it's like, this is going to stick in my brain now. Why, what, how now? And it, it makes a really great flow. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking of one of the big kind of like confliction, confusing advice that gets out there. And, and I want to check in with you on this because I, I'm a fan of live webinars, but a lot of people like to leverage their time. And so they talk about automated webinars. What is your suggestion to help people really like leverage their time well, but also capture the energy that happens in a live webinar? What, what's your preference? Yeah. I mean, I like both. I like both. Okay. I mean, I have recorded presentations and I have a live presentation that I give. So I think people eventually should do both. I think it's wise if you're just starting out uh, to do it live a few times just to get feedback and then try to improve the, the webinar presentation from your audience. But, um, but I do like the, the leverage of, of an automated webinar, you know? Yeah. Um, so I like both, but for most people who are starting out, I'd recommend that you at least, you know, go after some live webinars, especially if you do have a bit of an audience, you can test it with to get some feedback on it. Cause it's, it's, um, again, live webinars usually convert better, but they are getting more difficult to get leads to in the front end for people that don't know you, right? Like if you're running Facebook ads or, or even JV partnerships, I've seen a, a dip in the number of the volume of registrations. If you go straight from an ad to a webinar or an email to a webinar, um, so I actually currently, what I like to do is have people go through some kind of an automated process first. So I'll have partners or something email to a guide funnel with a webinar on the thank you page that's recorded. Uh, and then I'll host a live webinar maybe every other month to my audience as it grows, right? Because after people oh, okay. get to know you a little bit more, 
they're more willing to commit to a live presentation. Whereas if they just come out, they're scrolling Facebook and see an ad, okay, and you're asking me to come to this 60 to 90 minute thing, I don't know you, maybe I'll sign up at a, but show up rates can be, you know, 15% sometimes from ads, you know, it can be terrible. Yeah. You know, It's so. a big commitment of time. If somebody sure. doesn't have that no like and trust factor, and they're yeah. really curious, yeah. like, how are you going to help me solve my problem? And I, I think you just hit a, like where, where some of the resistance is to attending webinars is once people know that they want to know more about you and what you do, they're more likely to attend versus like you, you're talking about that cold traffic. And just to flush out this automated thing, one more level, I think automated means a lot of things to a lot of people. So are you talking about using the technology that makes it appear live? Or are you talking about just on demand when you say automated? So right now I have an on-demand system set up, you know, that's what I use through my website traffic um, and also with partner traffic. Um, So I have an automated presentation that people can view uh, on demand. Now, you know, playing with the idea of, of going back to, like you say, a more evergreen webinar platform, I I don't, I'm not going to tell people it's live. I'm going to be very upfront about it. Like, cause I just, the people I like to work with from a consulting and service standpoint, they're not going to be bamboozled by fake scarcity (laughs) tactics. And that's not how I want to do it anyway. So uh, that's, that's how I do things. Got it. And I love that about you, John, you are, you're really, you know, integrity first, Let's just, you know, put the cards on the table. And I think we've got a sophisticated market today. Like people, they don't respond to all of that stuff the way they used to. It doesn't create that sense of wow and wonder. Like people know, like these are recorded. And I think we might as well just be upfront about it. And that that builds that no like and trust factor. Yeah. And I like, I like to get to the point a little bit more with, Mm -hmm. with the recorded versions. They're usually shorter, you know, presentations that have more of the meat to them. Again, because it know your know your business, right? Like if you're selling to biz op, you know, 19-year-old dudes in their grandma's basement that are trying to get rich and stuff, that's not my audience uh, that I'm going for. Some people, maybe that is, you know. And so obviously you're gonna probably use different strategies, um, whether that's ethical or what I'd want to do or not, that's uh, for you to decide. But um for me, I'm I'm more interested in people who have a, a level head that make level-headed decisions. Um, sure, you know, you got to inject some emotion and get them excited. Of course, there's there are people still do buy on emotion and, and get excited for an opportunity. But, you know, I, I personally prefer people that, you know, this is this is what it is, you know, go yeah, for they're it more sophisticated, ready. a little more sophisticated. And so yeah. if you're, so that's and that's important to remember that when you put a webinar together and the type of content you put together is who who are you targeting? And what's their level of sophistication and awareness of what you're doing? You know, those are huge factors in marketing, you know, especially the awareness spectrum, right? Some people are only aware of their problem. Some people aren't even aware of their problem. Uh, you know, some people are searching solutions, you know, and some people are searching your solution, you know, so there's a spectrum of awareness for what you do, you know, that you need to keep in mind when you build your marketing narratives. Great. Uh, you brought advanced. something else. You brought something else up and I just want to cover it before um, I move into my fun personal questions Uh-oh, that I like to ask go. people. <laughs> Prepare yourself, John. Uh-oh. But you mentioned like a lot of people are having a hard time filling their webinars and getting leads. Um, what are a couple of the things that you're teaching people right now about attracting people to webinars? Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of, of collaboration, you mm-hmm. know, and I and the reason for that is... 
uh, a few reasons. One, it's never going to change. And when I say collaboration, I should define that. What I mean is I, I work with others who already have like my clients on their email lists or on their audience. And we collaborate together to help send each other traffic and, and, and registrations and stuff like that for our events and webinars and, you know, automated systems and stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's my number one for most people. If you have an email list or some email is still king to generate traffic. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise for webinars. Like if you have a good email list, you're going to kill everybody who's got a big Facebook following or whatever, as far as volume and number of people attending your webinars and, and buying your stuff. I mean, it's not even close, even in, even this year. Um, so if you have an email list, that's a, certainly the place you want to start with to get traffic from your own list. But beyond that, I recommend collaborative joint ventures and partnerships and collaborations with uh, in, influencers in your industry uh, who have email lists of people that would be a benefit to your services. Um, it could be associations. Like I was working with a cybersecurity company and they were doing uh, webinars for associations who had their clients and stuff. So that was their joint venture partners. Um, there's ways to collaborate with others in your industry. It takes a little bit of work. It's not as fast as flipping up an ad and turning on a button, but ad costs are getting higher. And the, in the, in the, uh, the, the cool thing about joint ventures is no algorithm is ever going to change that. Once you have your, your relationships, it's going to work 10 years from now, like it's going to work today, you know? So, um, so I like that as a model in, in developing a system. It takes time. I've been doing this for years, building relationships like you have as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is a big part of what you do. And what I've done yeah. over the years is we got a lot of, a lot of people's in our networks. Right. And so it's, that helps a lot. And, and I think they're under, nurtured you know for the most part people aren't recognizing that they're just leaving money on the table and i can't tell you how many people ask me like what can i promote for you how can i share your work and i'm like okay <laughs> this is this is why we collaborate and and sometimes people are like i don't know i i don't have anything so i love that you're suggesting we could collaborate and cross promote each other's webinars or like you suggested the guide, which then moves people to a webinar, which I think is super effective. These are, this is so great, John. I, I know you've got to have some kind of first step or a place where people can learn more about your work, mm -hmm. uh, a resource of some kind that people can start with. Sure. Yeah. So if you're interested in webinars, you have a webinar uh, that you would like to improve. Um, you can go to John Schumacher and it's a hard name to spell, but you know, maybe we could, I could spell it link out. Link it I up guess. in the show notes too. Link, okay, link in yeah, the show notes. <laughs> Johnschumacher.com uh, slash conversion is a free guide you can go to. It's 27 webinar conversion points to, you know, increase the number of leads you generate from each campaign that you host. So, you know, what time to host, you, you can all the way down to like what time to host it, you know, what, what pieces to set up to increase the number of, of, leads you generate from your webinar. It's a, it's a 19 page guide that will really outline a lot of stuff for you in a very direct manner. There's not any fluff in there or anything like that, that you could download and save to your computer so that when you're setting up your, your webinar campaign, that, that you can use that as a, um, as a, as a reference to make sure you hit the main points to increase the number of leads you get from your, from your webinar campaign. Nice. I like it. So johnschumacher.com forward slash conversion. Yep. Uh, we will link that up in the show notes, which you can find on wherever you're listening to this uh, episode. Cool. <laughs> and John, I'm super excited for your webinar mastery summit coming up. Start September 27th, right? Yep. 
Yeah, yeah you've got a great it, so. lineup. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I was thinking, like, we're talking about filling webinars, you know, one of the conversations we get into, uh, you know, when we're going to do the training is we're talking about, like, some unique ways to fill webinars using podcast guesting. Yeah. So if you're looking for some creative ways or how to, like, kind of make your range a little bit bigger, you're definitely going to want to attend the uh, summit. If you go to melaniebenson.com forward slash John Summit, and that's J-O-N, there's no H in it, John Summit, uh, you'll get your, it's a free pass, right? Like they, they we're yeah. comping them into this. Yep. Yep. It's a free pass. They can sign up for free and it's a five-day event where the content will be sent to your email address that you sign up for it with. So it's all from the convenience of your own computer. It's just, you know, punch in your information and that stuff will come to your inbox and you get to hear smart people like Melody and others who are doing some cool things, um, share all their insights and put a lot of work into this. We have like 34, I think, 34 classes. Give us so a couple takes, other people who's going to be in there. Yeah. I mean, you know, Danny Eaney, Josh Turner are going to present. Um, Danny's going to talk about how to sell your courses with webinars and the right kind of content. Um, Josh is going to talk about, you know, email automations and some more advanced strategies. We're going to talk about how to tell, sell, tell stories on webinars, how to use your LinkedIn network to fill your webinars, um, all kinds of really cool stuff, live automated webinars, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in the topic, there's going to be a, a Netflix array of, of topics you can choose from to, to really gather some good insights and get you either improving what you're currently doing or get started in the right direction. Uh, I'm love. I I can't wait to participate as well. I'm sure I'm going to be learning a lot. I hope you'll join me there. MelanieBenson.com forward slash John Summit. That's J O N. And if you're catching this episode after the event, uh, definitely get John's webinar conversion tool, JohnSchumacher.com forward slash conversion. That's always there for you, and I highly recommend it. I as I mentioned earlier, John's one of those people that. I've seen him teach a lot of different things about webinars. I have always been a huge fan of his work. And one of the things I love the most about you, John, is just you are so much in integrity and what you teach is working. Like the go, the biggest experts in our industry turn to you for feedback and advice and how to make their webinars convert better. So you are a trusted advisor and a valuable resource in this. And I, I know that a lot of people are going to get great value out of the tools you're sharing. Well, thank you so much, Melanie. I appreciate you having me on your, your podcast. And hopefully, hopefully what I shared made sense for people listening and, and can, can take some of these nuggets and, and improve what they're doing. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. You got it. Have a very successful summit. I know it will be as one of the world's largest summits out there. The, I know you're going to have a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of great people are going to be served. So hopefully we'll see you there on the summit as well. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media.